One of the parables that Jesus referred to, he talked about a lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost son. I want to concentrate on the daddy today. Luke 15, 11. And he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to the father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them the living. And not many days after that, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with righteous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land and he began to be in want. <clears throat> and he went and joined himself to a certain, to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to him, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said unto his servant, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry, for this thy son, my son, was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found, and they begin to be merry. Now his elder brother was in the field, and as he came to draw nigh to the house, he heard music and saw dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked him, What's going on? And he said unto him, Your brother's come, and the father hath killed the fatted calf, because he hath received him safe and sound. <clears throat> and he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I do serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandments. And yet thou never gavest me a kid that I may make, make, make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son hath come, who hath devoured thy living with harlots, Thou hast killed him a fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It is fitting that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found. Father, speak to our hearts. Thank you for the fathers that are in this place today. Bless them and bless their home in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> The word prodigal simply means waste. Waste. We uh, think about all the things that we have and how we have used it. And I thought about this. We have all been a prodigal at one time or the other. We've wasted that which God has blessed us with. So, just simply want to think about coming to the Father. 
First of all, we understand, and according to the scripture here, this was a, a, an understanding father. <clears throat> the son simply went to him and said, Daddy, I, I know I have an inheritance coming, and I'd love to have it now. Now, this daddy might, at this point, might have been reflecting back on his childhood. He might have been thinking about what kind of daddy he had. He might have been thinking what his daddy did or did not give him. You know, so many times today, we want to be better to our kids than what our parents were to us. But sometimes that's humanly impossible. Sometimes it's just not practical. And sometimes it's not promising. And so we see this dad here, when the son come and ask of giving him what he asked for. In this we see the graciousness of the father. In verse 12, it simply says, And the younger said unto him, Father, give me the stuff. And, the, and it says, And the daddy divided unto him the living. Divided. You see here, the fathers um, were once sons. And I think about that. I too, as Lynn prayed in her prayer, I miss my daddy. Daddy taught me a lot of things. Thank God for my memory. Thank God that I remember how to do things because he showed me how. I don't take credit for it. I just thank God that he saw in me a potential to give what he could to me to become part of what I am today. So we see an understanding father. Secondly, we see an undeserving son. Look at verse 17. It says, when he came to himself, he said, How many fathers, have, my father have hired servants bread enough to share, and I perish with hunger. You see, he has the memory of his father's house. I'm thankful today that I have a memory of my daddy's house. Um, we moved a lot when I was little. Uh, we lived in Greenville. We lived in uh, between Pierce Town and Slab Town, if you know where those places are. <laughs> when I was born, we lived between Slab Town and Pierce Town. If you've ever been in that area, there's a fire tower there called Stringer Ridge. Stringer Ridge Fire Tower. I was born in sight of that tower. I had an uncle whom I'm named after, Guyton, my middle name, who as a baby I do not remember took me all the way to the top of that tower. So I've been to the top of Stringer Ridge Fire Tower. Didn't remember it. It's still there. Memories of the home place. That old hemp tree out back with a sand pile under it. How we played and crawled and climbed. I guess that's the first tree I can recall climbing. When I think about those days, I think about those days and Daddy worked so hard to provide for us. And there came a time when it was time for me to step up to the plate. For you see, Daddy, he laid brick and he, he made good money, but if it was bad weather, he couldn't work. And I remember those days coming home from school when bad weather and he couldn't work. And you opened the back door of the house, you smelled cake, cooking. My dad served in the Navy. He was a cook, a fantastic cook. And all every day when he didn't work because of the weather, he cooked the evening meal. 
And it was wonderful. And I could still smell and see those scenes. So I have that memory of home. This old boy, he had a memory of his home. And he was, but he was undeserving. And he realized that he knew that he was undeserving. You see, he, he had rebelled. I guarantee you he was remembering back how he rebelled. You see, rebellion brings about sin. Okay? Sin brings about rebellion. Rebellion brings about sin. Disrespect. I'm satisfied he was disrespectful uh, to his daddy. You know what that brought? That brought shame. That brought shame to him. His daddy doesn't give him his portion that rightfully belonged to him, according to history. But the Bible says he went out and spent all of it. You see, his money's gone. So we see him in sin, we see him in shame, but now we see him in sorrow. He's feeling bad about this deal. You see, he valued things more than people. He valued pleasure more than duty. Now, when we leave God out, listen, when we leave God out of our lives, we become a slave to sin. Sin brings about shame. Shame brings about sorrow. So he rebelled. He was thinking about his rebellion. But then he's, he come to his, as he come to his senses, uh, he began to feel he needed to repent. Not only rebellion, but we see repentance in him. The Bible says uh, he came to himself. Look at verse 17. And when he came to himself, when he began to think, Lord, what a rotten son I have become. He says, my, my daddy's got servants that have more bread than they can eat. And I'm right here in a hog pen, eating slop. He changed his mind. He thought about rebellion, repentance. And then we see the part where he rejoiced. He came, the Bible says he came to his father. What was his father's attitude? It could have been, you're not coming back, son, I'm sorry. You slow down, you, you've done this, that, and other. You, you're not coming back. But he didn't do that. He, the Bible says he ran. Can you imagine how many days that father must have went to the door, or went to the top of the hill, whatever, and looked to see? If he could see that son coming back home, he forgave him. That was his attitude. He forgave him. You see, our Heavenly Father is the same way when we repent. He's willing to forgive. Well, understanding Father... An undeserving son. But what about this? An undeserving joy of the household. As he approached the house and his daddy met him and all was going on. Think about the other son's situation. I would have felt like he felt. I, I, can, I can put myself in his shoes. Look at verse 28. And he was, he was angry. Son, the other son was angry. He was mad. He wasn't going in. Man, I'm not going in there. This deadbeat bum he took all, took half of what he had. He throwed it away and come back expecting more. His daddy even went out and begged him to come in. Wasn't going to do it. An undeserving joy in the household. But third, fourthly, listen to this. We, we see an undeserving justification of a loving father. Undeserving justification 
of a loving father. Everything that the prodigal hoped for as he left home, he got it when he came back home. He got clothes. His daddy called for the best robe. Put it on. He got jewelry. Put a ring on his finger. Shoes on his feet. Friends came to enjoy the party. And he had assurance of the future. Son, you, you, you're welcome back. We'll get, we'll get it started. We'll get it going again. And I think about all those things that have transpired in so many homes. Forgiveness needs to come to the home, y'all. Forgiveness. Forgiveness on the part of the daddy. Forgiveness on the part of the mother. Forgiveness on the part of the children. <clears throat> forgiveness. They may not accept your forgiveness. But hey, forgive them anyway. Now there are situations, listen, the children cannot come back home. That's just how it is. They're old enough, hey, to stand on their own. And until we allow them to stand on their own, they're not going to. As long as that mother cow will let the calf suck, he's going to suck. He's going to suck till he's a grown cow. But there comes a time, it's called weaning. Have you weaned the child yet? You see, God is an understanding Father. You and I are undeserving children. When we think about what this Father did for this child, we see undeserving joy in the household. The Bible says... That when a lost person accepts Christ, there is joy in heaven over one sinner that repents of their sins and comes to Christ. Repentance, joy in the household. Well, when I think about this undeserving justification, listen, I, I am made right because of who God is, not because of who I am, what I have done, or, either, or, or not done. But I'm made right. Because of the Father. You see, He knows. He knows our heartaches. He knows where we suffer. He knows our children. He knows what kind of parents we are. You don't have to turn, but I want to share with you a, a, a psalm. Psalm 103. If you're writing, I want you to listen to what Psalm 103, verses 10 through 14. Here's what it says. He hath not dealt with us after our sins. God has not punished us for our sins. If he has, <clears throat> excuse me, we would have no choice but to be sent straight to hell. But he says, nor has he rewarded us <clears throat> according to our iniquities. I haven't done anything to deserve God's graciousness. Verse 11 says, for as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. I am afraid today that we don't fear God like we ought to. Notice what he says in verse 12. 
As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. I've said this before. Why from the east to the west? Why not from the north to the south? Because you can measure the distance from the north to the south. But you cannot measure the distance from east to west. So therefore, he don't want us going back and picking up those sins. So therefore, he has removed those sins as far as the east is from the west. He has cast them into the deepest part of the sea. Verse 13 says, As a father pitieth his children... So the Lord pitieth them that fear him. He has mercy on us when we fear him. He is there to supply our every need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Verse 14 says, For he knoweth our frame. He knows what I'm made of. He remembereth that we are dust. I want to just challenge you today to come to the Father. The only way we can have forgiveness of sins, the only way we can have a right standing is to come to the Father. Because we're going home one day. We're out here in this life. Some of us, you know, we're doing the best we can. Some of us can improve on what we're doing and the way we're doing. But we're going to stand before God one day. We're going to give an account of our life. And Jesus was simply saying, hey, we do have a prodigal. We do have a loving father. You and I are the prodigals. God in heaven is the loving father who wants to supply all of our needs and who wants to forgive us of our sins. Sin, shame, sorrow, that's what Jesus died for. And he wants us to be a part of his family, so that they will be rejoicing in the house when we get home. I hope to see you there. You can have forgiveness of sins today. If you're lost, you can invite Jesus into your heart today. And I trust that you will. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege to be in your house today. Thank you for the privilege to stand in this place to proclaim your holy word. Thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, for your forgiveness. Now, Lord, I pray that you'd speak to hearts in this room right now. God, you know the situations in every home. You know how they need to improve. You know in Landmine, in our home, what needs to happen and what's about to happen. And I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you'd help us to rely on you, that all of our households might stand for you. Bless the daddies that are in this room today. Father, I thank you for each one. And it's been made mention how many was here at Vacation Bible School. Just, it was amazing to me how the men of this church just take leadership position and step up because of who they are and who they represent. Father, I pray now that if there's any needs to come to this altar today, that they would come before it's everlasting too late. For we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.